Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about Week 14 of the AFC South. We got some surprising moments, and we got some surprising moments. If you watch the games, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Of course, We had the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans, and we had the Houston Texans versus the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to start with the surprising, surprising game, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Now, in the first half of this game, it was kind of a little back and forth. In the first quarter, you know, the Titans are up 14-7. And, you know, you're looking, uh, you know, maybe, you know, they're, they're kind of gaining their footing, the Tennessee Titans. Then the Jacksonville Jaguars offense goes off. They scored 26 straight points. Excuse me, 29 straight points before the Titans score again. They end up winning the game 36-22. to against the Tennessee Titans, breaking the streak of losing to the Tennessee Titans on the road. I believe the last time they won in Tennessee was 2013 before this win. Now, going into this game, I did talk about if the pass rush for the Tennessee Titans was not going to get going, that the Jaguars could have some success in the passing game, especially with... uh, you know, against the the defensive backs of the Titans. Well, little did I know that Evan Ingram would have a breakout game this season against the Tennessee Titans. 11 receptions, 162 yards, two touchdown uh, catches. He simply was uncoverable. And he was getting everywhere he wanted to get. Then you add in Zay Jones, uh, a reception, 77 yards, and a touchdown on his own, right? And they were doing whatever they wanted in the passing game. Whatever they wanted in the passing game. It was just no mistaking about it. The Titans just could not cover the Jacksonville Jaguar receivers. And a part of that is there was no pressure up front. Now, here's the thing. Some people are are mentioning out there that the Titans shouldn't pay uh, Jeffrey Simmons up front. Well, the one thing that people have to also realize, they're missing a couple key a couple key people up front. I mean, just take a look at their, their defense right now and who they're missing. I mean, of course, you know, one guy they're missing from this season is Danico Autry. I mean, Danico Autry is wrecking shop every time he's in there. I mean, he's always hard to guard. And he allows it where he allows where the Titans cannot uh, double. I mean, excuse me, the Titans opponents cannot double the. Um, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons. 
You can't double Jeffrey Simmons with Danico Autry in there. And then also before the season, they lost Harold Landry, who led them in sacks last year. So eventually that was going to catch up to you, especially with those two guys out. And you're being able to put a ton of attention towards Jeffrey Simmons, which means there's no other guy that's probably getting there consistently. And then, of course, I'm, you know, Bud, Bud Dupree, he definitely gives great effort. However, he's not uh, necessarily the guy that's going to be the sack artist like Harold Landry would be. So, in that aspect, they couldn't get to the quarterback consistently. And Trevor Lawrence had a great game. He was 30 of 42, 368 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Probably his best game of the season. Yeah, definitely. And no, despite no running game, he still torched the Titans. Now, flipping it over offensively for the Titans, they did get Derrick Henry going. They got him going pretty early. And he ended up finishing in the game 17 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown, including a 50-yard run where he looked like the Derrick Henry of old. He kind of got through there and did not get touched behind the line of scrimmage on that play and, you know, made something happen. However, that would be short-lived, the the explosion from the offense. I will say this again. Chig Aquanco makes another big play in the passing game. This time a uh, big touchdown catch and dive into the end zone. So you got to give him credit there. He's he's making plays and doing his thing. The, the presence of Traylon Burks was missing in this game. Missing badly in this game. Because they didn't have that dynamic guy to take the top off defenses or make those dynamic catches. So, with that being said, the offense was a little bit more compact. Of course, you know, they scored garbage time in the game to make it look close, but it really wasn't this close. This game wasn't. Um, Biggest thing that the Titans cannot do is what they did in this game. They turned the football over. Derrick Henry lost two fumbles in this game. Two. Cannot happen. That cannot happen at all. One, of course, he was spinning and turned around and, you know, boom, guy hits him right there. Not even really expecting that. That was off a, a pass play. And then you have Tannehill that he's getting uh, pressure from the backside, from his backside with uh, Dennis Daly over there. And he, you know, he gets stripped. Then you also, Dennis Daly, I mean, I understand you probably don't have any other places you can go. But at least provide somebody over there to chip on the, the outside guy that's rushing against him or something. Because leaving him out there on the island is not good for the, the Tennessee Titans offense at all. He's a problem there. Unfortunately, he just cannot get it done consistently. And they're just where they are with him. But the big thing cannot turn the ball over and it's and out for to their credit the jacksonville jaguars defense was doing their thing they were doing their thing they were getting after the quarterback they had what four sacks in this game i mean josh allen had a sack and trayvon walker had a sack i can't i can't Remember the last time that these two had a sack or if they've ever had a sack in the same game. I mean, that's how they haven't been you know, necessarily present every single game. So 
definitely a a good game for the Jacksonville defense. They come they shut down pretty much the, the Titans offense after the first quarter. They really did. So you got to give them credit where credit is due. Uh, they were doing their thing. It is what it is. Titans losing three in a row. Jaguars winning a game and keeping themselves alive in the AFC South race. Yes, we thought the race was over, but it isn't. Of course, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars would have to go on one heck of a run to finish out the season to win this conference. And the Titans would definitely have to go on a different kind of run to not win this division. However, it's not over just yet. Boy, oh boy. Definitely a rough one for the Tennessee Titans at home, no less, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the Houston Texans taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And that's another one that was very surprising. We'll be right back. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know, graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography, handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. Again, I'm your host, Mike Patton. And not only did we have an oh boy exciting game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans, well, I wouldn't say necessarily exciting, but it was definitely an, an eye-opener for some Tennessee Titans fans. But we did also have a game between the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, going into this game, of course, I had talked to A.J. Jones who covers the team, and he's like, man, they may as well throw caution to the wind and do what they can do. Well, it looked like the Texans were listening. <laughs> the Texans actually were in this game and were up for majority of this game. I mean, honestly, they were up, what, 23-17 going into the fourth quarter. The Dallas Cowboys had to score 10 points, including a touchdown in the last minute of the game to even win this ball game, which was pretty amazing. I mean, 
You know, you look at a one and looking at a one ten and one team facing a ten and excuse me, a nine and three team at the time. Pretty amazing. The way they did it, I mean, it was pretty crazy. I mean, you're bringing in Jeff Driscoll to throw passes to Amari Rogers, he who used to be the punt and kick returner for the Green Bay Packers this season. Yes, yes, he was catching touchdowns in this game, which shockingly he's got he caught the only touchdown for the Houston Texans. <laughs> then you have Damian Pierce doing his thing, 22 carries, 78 yards, one touchdown. Davis Mills, of course, 16, 21, 175. Of course, he's going to throw that interception. That's going to happen. He, he just can't get it out of his system, I guess. But uh, he threw an interception. But Jeff Driscoll kind of picked up for that, throwing a touchdown pass of his own. So, it's like the the Texans were just doing whatever they could to get some points on the board. And Driscoll also, seven carries, 36 yards, a second leading rusher. So, I mean, they were doing all they could, pulling out all the stops. You had Chris Moore from the Texans, 10 receptions, 124 yards. Wow. I mean, you had a lot of great things happen for the Houston Texans. But, of course... There's one thing that happened, and that was a fumble. Mr. Damian Pierce, you got to hold on to that football, sir. I completely understand you're making plays, you're you're doing things for your team, trying to help your team win, but you got to hold on to the football. Got to hold on to the football. From there, of course, you know, uh, the the the. The Cowboys' defense, I was, I'll say this, they didn't really do a bunch of things to throw the Texans off. So the Texans were going at them and getting what they wanted. Just some of these drives, you got to finish with touchdowns. If you want to pull off an upset, you cannot finish as many drives with field goals. They had, let's see, three field goals they made. They make one more of those a touchdown instead of a field goal. They win that ball game, and Dallas isn't even close in where they have to score a touchdown in the last minute to win the game. That's just me thinking, but hey, just throwing it out there. Now, to flip it over defensively. Defensively, it wasn't like the, the Texans were just out here pressuring, pressuring, pressuring. No, but they definitely made some plays in the passing game. Now... Dak Prescott did throw two interceptions. So they made some things happen there. Um, but the thing I'm looking at in this game is the Dallas Cowboys threw the ball 39 times. They ran it 31 times. To be honest, the balance was there, but it just didn't look that way to start the game. They were throwing the football a lot more, which – basically was helping the Houston Texans stay in the game because the strength of their team is their secondary. Their defensive side, the defensive side of the ball, their strength is their secondary. So it seemed like the second half, they kind of ran the football a little more. Of course, didn't work out for well for them in the first part of it, but in the end, it definitely worked out for them as Ezekiel Elliott scored the touchdown. They won the game. But, you know, that's why I kind of thought that the Texans uh, were, were helped to keep in the game was Dallas not going to their strengths. Now, the Texans, for their part, they did play well. They did make some plays, had a couple interceptions. I mean, you, you got to 
show them uh, show them respect for that and making a few interceptions. But they just could not come up with enough plays, especially could not come up with the play at the end to stop the Texans. Excuse me, the the the, the Cowboys. I'm sorry from driving down the field. It's because of that and because of those different playmakers that they don't have, hey, nothing happened. They weren't able to stop them, and you have a loss on your hands. Now, for Houston, of course, there's two guys. There's one guy that had the interception. It's Tremont Spencer. So, definitely he had a good game. He he played his heart out for the Houston Texans, unfortunately, just not did not translate to a win for them. Uh, if I'm a Dallas fan, I'm not feeling too good about this win. I mean, you let a one ten and and one team stick with you the entire game, it caused you some problems. Looked like you were kind of a little bit asleep at the wheel during the game. That isn't good for the Houston Texans. I'm what I would like to say they need to play more, but they have nothing to lose because at this point you're one eleven and one. You have nothing else to lose. May as well let it all hang out. Do what you do. Get ready for your two draft picks next year. Yes, they do have the draft pick first round from the Cleveland Browns. So that's about the best thing they can do at this point. But definitely got to commend the Houston Texans for fighting as much as they did. They fought to the very end and almost were able to pull it off. Now, of course, uh, that's the end of our shocking Sunday. <laughs> but uh I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to me uh kind of break down and recap these games. Uh <clears throat> if you now if you want to if you liked what you listened to I should say you can subscribe to the show. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And when you subscribe, you you basically get the updates that you don't that Basically, I've dropped another episode. Now, if you like what you're listening to, you can go ahead and uh, rate the show. You can rate the show on Spotify, which is, you know, of course, five stars is definitely more appreciated. (laughs) It's mostly most appreciated, I should say. And on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review as well as rate the podcast. Again, we we, we speak in five stars into existence. (laughs) All right. If you want to ever find me on Twitter, it's Mike Patton 82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N 82 on Twitter. Of course, uh, still working on the TikTok game. You know, the general MP going to post a few videos more than likely. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But yes, definitely. You can find me those two places. Of course, there will be more stuff coming. Thank you again all again for tuning in. Boy, oh boy, week 15 of the AFC South is coming and going to be some interesting things happen then as well. You've been listening to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. I'm out.